Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined as usual by Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir. And today we're talking about Yaya Toure, the only African player on the 23-man shortlist for the FIFA Ballon d'Or. Well, how good is Toure? Are there other African players who should have made it onto that shortlist? And how does Toure rank alongside African greats such as George Ware and Abedi Pele? We'll be hearing from Manchester City assistant manager Brian Kidd. You talk about Yaya, who's, who's the humility Yaya's got, and he's a wonderful person. He's a great person to be around the place. But Yaya is, uh, he, you know, he's up there with the best. So that's all coming up, but first, the draw for the group stage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup takes place in a few days' time on Friday the 6th of December. Africa's five representatives, Cameroon, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Ghana and Algeria, will go into the hat along with the 27 other finalists who've made it to Brazil. Solomon, any teams in particular that the African sides might hope to avoid in the draw? Well, Steve, I think uh, traditionally a lot of African teams have been doing so well against Europe. European teams. We remember back in 2002 when Senegal did well against France, uh, defeating France and going uh, through. So I think over time it has become easy for African teams to play against a European opposition. Maybe because a lot of the African players actually play their football in Europe, so they're used to that kind of condition, they're used to the playing style. I would want to see African teams avoiding uh, some of the big guns from uh, South America. You know, I'm talking about Argentina, uh, Brazil, uh, Uruguay, and Colombia. Colombia is back after missing the last World Cup. They're back, and they're doing quite well with uh, Falcao leading the attack for them. So it's definitely... Uh, something that I think African teams need to avoid in the draws, but there's no way you can totally avoid South American teams. Uh, but South American teams, I think they know and understand how to play African teams. Well, we'll see what the draw brings, and the draw for the FIFA World Cup Finals group stage takes place on Friday the 6th of December. Well, it's that time of the year where player awards are being made in many countries and indeed international awards too. And the most prestigious of all is announced in January. That's the winner of the FIFA Ballon d'Or or the World Player of the Year. There's only one African player in the 23-man shortlist for the FIFA Ballon d'Or. That is Yaya Toure of Ivory Coast and Manchester City. He's the winner of the last two African Footballer of the Year awards. Solomon, normally there's two, maybe three African players on the Ballon d'Or shortlist. So is Toure really the only African who deserves to be there? Well, I think for me, based on his current form and last season, he's the only African player that deserves to be there. If you look at other African players... uh, that have played so well and have been nominated in the CAF African uh, Footballer of the Year, players like Emmanuel Emenike from Nigeria, uh, Vincent Nyema, the goalkeeper that plays for Lille in France, Wanyama for uh, Southampton. Uh, we have players like um, Juvenio, we have players like um, Samuel Leto, Samoa Jeng, uh, Samoa Kwando from Ghana and Juventus. I think African players last season didn't really do well. They've not been able to produce what we feel they should produce. Like John Michel Obi, he's also been nominated. We've seen the last five, four years where African players have been doing so well. Uh, like Didier Drogba, Samuel Eto, who have been nominated quite a, a lot of times for the uh, World Footballer of the Year awards. But African football players from their club to their countries 
it wasn't a performance that deserved to get a nomination, you know, in that final shortlist for the FIFA World Footballer of the Year. Well, thanks, Solomon. Also with us is Stuart Weir in the UK. Now, Stuart, being on the Ballon d'Or shortlist means that you are truly world class. Would you agree with Solomon that it's quite right that Yaya Toure is the only African player there, up there with the likes, of course, of Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo and Frank Ribéry? Well, I think it is. You think of Samuel Eto'o, you think of Drogba, but they're really both past their best, you might say. Uh, someone like Gervinho hasn't ever really reached that, that same level. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at a list of people like uh, Ibrahimovic, Iniesta... Andrea Perlo, you know, I saw him play against Nigeria and I was absolutely spellbound by the way he seemed to control that game. You know, you're talking about players of the absolute highest quality and, you know, there are many great African players, but just at the moment, I don't think that anyone who's quite reached the level we're talking about to be on the Ballon d'Or list. So Stuart and Solomon agreeing that it's quite right that Yaya Touré is the only African player deserving to be on the 23-man shortlist for the FIFA Ballon d'Or. You can give us your thoughts. Let us know whether you agree or disagree on our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. There's a post up there and you can have your say. Well, last week we were asking for your views on the fact that the same teams will represent Africa at the 2014 World Cup as those that went to the 2010 World Cup. We were asking whether you think that that is a good thing for African football. Well, Stephen Kelly in Nigeria says he's happy with the teams going there. And he says this time history will be created. Stephen says an African team will reach the semi-finals this time by God's grace. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, joined by Stuart Weir and Solomon Ashams. And we're focusing on Ivory Coast and Manchester City star Yaya Toure, the only African player on the 23-man FIFA Ballon d'Or shortlist. Well, Stuart recently met up with Manchester City assistant manager Brian Kidd, who in his playing days turned out for Manchester United 203 times and had spells at Arsenal and Manchester City. Stuart asked Brian Kidd how good he thinks Toure is. Yeah, but I mean, Yaya's been in, you know, he's been in Russia as a young boy. Uh, he's, he's a fantastic lad. And there again, you, t- you talk about Yaya, who's, who's the humility Yaya's got. And he's a wonderful person. He's a great person to be around the place. But Yayad is, uh, he, you know, he's up there with the best. Um, I think he's got a, a superb temperament. He's got a superb temperament. And for such a big man, his technique is second to none. It's fantastic. His feet are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And it seems to have the knack of scoring the important goal. It was that in the semi-finals and finals, wasn't it? And I think that's... But it, it's not just the goals in the big games. It's his overall uh, contribution. is outstanding. That's Manchester City assistant manager Brian Kidd, full of praise there for Yaya Toure. Stuart, what would you say are the qualities that make a Toure the player that he is? Yaya Toure is really an interesting player, I think, because when he came to England, you know, we knew his brother uh, Kolo Toure, and the joke going round was he's not even the best player in his family. But, you know, he's, he has really proved that to be wrong. Uh, he's been a really influential player in the Premiership, he simply manages to score the big goals. Like the year Manchester City won the FA Cup, they won the semi-final and the final 1-0, and guess who scored both goals? So, you know, for somebody who's not an out-and-out striker, that ability just to be in the right place, 
to score the crucial goal to win the game uh, is pr- absolutely priceless. He's just such a dominant player. Whether he wears the captain's armband or not, he is an other captain of the team. You know, he's motivating others. Of course, being tall, he's good in the air. You know, he's been an outstanding player. And I think if you were to say which player has contributed most to Manchester City becoming arguably the best team in England over the last two to three years, I think I would say it's uh, it's Yaya Torre and, and his contribution. A very strong player for sure is Yaya Toure. Solomon, uh, Toure's won the last two editions of the African Footballer of the Year Award. Now, where would you place Yaya alongside the African greats of the past 20 years? Talking of big names like Samuel Eto'o of Cameroon, Didier Drogba of Ivory Coast, George Weir of Liberia, Abedi Pele of Ghana and Nigeria's Mwanku Kanu. Would you name uh, Toure alongside those players as it stands right now? I think it's a bit too early to do that, Steve. I think uh, Torre, he's just 30 years of age, has been playing so well. But at the same time, if you look at those greats, uh, players like Eto, Dragba, Weir, Abedi Pele, Kanu Wanko, they've done so well for both uh, club and countries. And I think he's not been able to achieve that. And the one thing with these players also, they also have a, a story outside of the football pitch. They've done so well for their country socially, uh, you know, trying to make a difference in communities, trying to help fight poverty and wars, and trying to make sure that, you know, uh, young people see them as role model. Uh, Yaya has been on that track, and I think he's done so well so far. But I think that he needs to do quite well more. But he's a quality player. He's a player that I think, you know, the next five years will actually determine if he's going to be counted amongst Africa's great or not. Well, that's an interesting talking point. You can have your say on that on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Um, Nonetheless, Stuart, the change from Spain to the English Premier League for Yaya Toure, that must have been very difficult uh, when he was at Barcelona, was an outstanding player there. But many people had doubts as to whether he would adjust convincingly to play in England at Manchester City, didn't they? Well, I think that's right. You know, it is this the ticky-tacky football that they're just the short passes and it's a completely different role that was expected of him. You know, I think that he was probably more of a holding defensive player at Barcelona. Less was expected of him uh, offensively. And, of course, at Manchester City... Um, it's a different game. The game is played faster. It's more physical. And, you know, you might have said, well, will he adjust? And, you know, there haven't been a lot of great Spanish players in the Premier League, which may suggest that uh, La Liga requires a different kind of skills from the uh, English Premier League. But uh, Torrey uh, silences critics. Um, by doing it and doing it consistently, uh, adjusting, reinventing himself to become a different kind of midfield player and uh, deservedly recognised as one of the, the top players in the world. Now, in October, Toure took a very strong stand against racism where he threatened to lead a World Cup boycott for Africa after receiving racist abuse in Russia in a game against CSKA Moscow in the UEFA Champions League. Toure said that with Russia hosting the 2018 FIFA World Cup, African countries should consider boycotting unless something is done about it. Now, um, just a a few weeks on from uh, his very strong statements... uh, Will anything come out of this, Stuart, or is it just going to be uh, forgotten about? Well, I don't think there will be a boycott because I, I think that too many players will want to play in the World Cup. But, you know, I think that he has um, put the wind up FIFA a little bit. You know, when a player of his ability 
mix those comments, FIFA has to stop and listen. And I think that I personally would be critical of uh, Sepp Blatter for perhaps trying to sweep racism a little bit under the carpet. I simply think that any player found guilty of racism should receive a lengthy ban. Clubs that fail to control spectators uh, should be dealt with appropriately. Uh, you know, perhaps CSKA should be banned from Champions League for uh, for one or two years, something like that. Uh, I think that FIFA, in their discussions with Russia, uh, need to make clear that this kind of behaviour will not be tolerated at the World Cup uh, and put some kind of sanctions and insist that, that Russia really addresses this because it does seem to be a particular problem in certain countries. I think if the situation continues, then definitely something is definitely going to come out of it. If you get a couple of African players maybe playing in Italy or France or in Germany or England and that you know they need to play a UEFA a game against Russian teams and they go up to Russia and receive the same abuse, I think it is definitely not going to be a good thing for Russian football, uh, especially that they are now ready, getting ready to host the 2018 World Cup. You know, so we know that there are there is racism in football in Russia, not just in Russia, across a lot of European countries, but a lot of the countries is not as much as in Russia. Russia is very, it's almost like acceptable. And for African players to uh, you know, play hard and get to the World Cup in 2018 and go out there and be able to uh, to perform. They need to get support, not being booed, not being called monkeys, not being chanted at. And for Russia to really host the 2018 World Cup, this is the right time for them to begin to put their house in order. But they need to put their house in order. They need to be able to say, look, we're going to do things differently. We want to be able to kick racism out because that's what it's all about. It's all about kicking racism out of football. Racism does not belong in football we cannot use football that's supposed to foster unity and friendship and, and accommodate racism and i think uefa and a lot of other football fa's across europe are not doing enough you know you need to boycott games just like yaya Tori suggested not just a fine of eighteen thousand euros or are being banned to play in an empty stadium for the next three, four games. That is not enough. This is a serious issue. It's not just a football issue, but it's a global issue. It's an issue of human rights. It's an issue of equality. Many thanks to Solomon Ashams and to Stuart Weir in the UK. You can have your say up on our Facebook page. What do you think about Yaya Toure's stand against racism? How great a player do you think he is? Uh, what do you admire about him? And can we call him an African legend at this stage? Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. That's Planet Sport Football Africa, all one word. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week and you can find the show online at planetsport.tv. From myself, Steve Vickers, from Stuart Weir and Solomon Ashams, thanks for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.